This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms. We talk swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So, Alt Playground, guys, once again a sponsor of this episode, and we want to tell you a little bit about their amazing site. Yes, it is an amazing site. They're phenomenal partners and really helping move our lifestyle and the space in general forward. Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to touch base on about Alt Playground today is something near and dear to our hearts right now, given what's going on with social media, which is that you can post sexy shit with peace of mind of knowing it's not going to be pulled down or censored. Yes. And also it's very secure. So you know that the things that are shared on there are shared with other lifestylers whom you want to be showing those things to, which is it's great. It once again allows you to just focus on the fun of connecting with like-minded people. Yes, where it will not only be uncensored, but will be appreciated. Yes, and we have a huge announcement, something we're very excited about on Alt Playground, which is their new communities module, yes. of which we have one. Yes. We, is that how you say that? Of which we have yes, a, a community. One of which we have. <laughs> Amazing. So the Front Porch Swingers community is now live on altplayground.net. We hope you'll check us out there. We have a lot of fun shit going on there, including when we get on the road, our full travel schedule will be available so that you can see when we're in your town. Yes, and what events we'll be attending and all that good stuff. Seminars. So head on over to altplayground.net today to get started. We hope you love it as much as we do. For sure. Our second sponsor of the podcast today are the folks over at Promescent, and we are once again so thankful that they have agreed to partner with us, A, because it's an amazing company, and B, because we love their products. Yes, their dick spray, or their delay spray, as we refer to it. A lot of folks refer to it as dick spray. Yes, that is their flagship product, and something I wanted to point out today that I'm not sure we've talked about on the show so far is the fact that it is doctor-recommended. Promescent Delay Spray is supported by 2,000-plus medical professionals worldwide, and that really means something because I have used delay sprays in the past that were garbage. They were obviously not medically recommended, and you could tell because they left me numb and feeling like shit, and that's not what you want when you're trying to feel sexy in a bedroom. No. So we hope that you'll check out Promescent Delay Spray as well as all of their other amazing products at promescent.com that is p-r-o-m-e-s-c-e-n-t.com and use our promo code which is swing 15 for 15 percent off of your order yeah get over there and check it out so we on thursday had kind of an interesting single guy meet i'm not it's kind of weird even saying single guy meet given the situation but that's technically what it was yeah it was however this particular single guy has been a friend of yours for many years yeah and i think that's it made the dynamic interesting i was i was not concerned about how you and he were going to hit it off uh this is a friend that i have known for years and we've talked about him a couple times on the podcast now in terms of him reaching out and us kind of discovering each other's kinky sides and now the conversation has led into okay well does it make sense for us to move forward and play together because there's all of that comfortability with each other so it seems like it would be kind of a good fit for that reason and also from speaking to him a little bit more it seems like our interests and kinks kind of align as well so we wanted to sit down with him on thursday and just get a feel for if it makes sense if you felt comfortable with the whole thing i think I would say both of us were more concerned about whether he was going to feel comfortable with the whole thing. So it was just a chance for us to all get together, like read each other's energies and see if it made sense to move forward. Yeah, this was a, it was not the typical single guy meet, obviously. No. So it was, uh, I I mean, it was just a conversation, what seemed to be a conversation among three friends. That's what it felt like, for sure. Pretty much it was a very basic vanilla conversation about family and life and just basic bullshit. There was no sexual component or undertones to this conversation. This was just he and I getting to know each other because we'd only ever met once for like two minutes. Yeah. So and you guys seem to hit it off pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it makes sense. He's a friend of yours. So the idea that I wouldn't get along with him seems odd. Yeah, for sure. So he's a, he's a very laid back guy. So I wasn't concerned that that was going to be any sort of an issue. Right. Uh, he described you as intense, which I thought was... <laughs> I guess. Like, I was not trying to be intense. I was no, just not at all. being I was, me. Yeah, I wasn't. It, I mean, I was 
clearly in no way interrogating him the way I would interrogate the average single guy that we interact with. You know, that's a, that's a different kind of conversation. I'm also, you know, I was, I was comfortable enough with him because of your relationship with him that I didn't feel like I needed to put any pressure on him. You know, like I do with some of the other guys, obviously for obvious reasons, I'm just testing him out. Yeah. You trust my judgment because I know him well. Yeah. And the other guys, you know, typically when we meet someone, you don't know them. No, neither of us know them. Right. So it's a very different thing, but I, I think it's, I think it went very well. I cannot imagine for any reason, you know, any, any of the obvious reasons I can't see why it wouldn't work out. It seems like it's, your ideas essentially about it are are in line. I think your your interests are in line. Yeah, we have some we have some interesting things that we have discussed the potential of exploring together, and I will say they are different than anything we have ever explored. Yeah, before. I'm excited about it. Actually, I don't want to give too much away. But I don't either. I'm excited about it because it would be a dynamic that you have really not thoroughly uh, tapped into. Yeah, I mean, very little. You had a little bit of kind of some experience with it with a former playmate last year, basically. But I don't think you really have delved into it much like you would in this situation. Yeah. You know, so I'm interested to see how that dynamic works out. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Me too. So I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah. And I think we're going to have some really fun shit to share with you guys on here. You know, assuming everything works out, I don't want to make any preconceived assumptions about anything but from thursday's discussion and then a couple of quick texting discussions he have he and i have had since then it seems to be moving in the right direction yeah i think so i think it's gonna i think it's gonna go well and it's gonna be a, i think it'll be a good fit for a lot of reasons yeah you know the obvious is the compatibility between the two of you the the timing is right particularly for him right scheduling you know all those things and you don't have to worry about me being murdered. And yeah, that's always you know. a nice, nice plus. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> no. I know, I know where to find him. Yeah, you know exactly where to find him in multiple different facets. So, <laughs> yes, yes, so, yeah. So stay tuned, folks. We'll see what happens there. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we need to move on to a single guy tip of the week because I am dying for you to share an email with our listeners. Well, this is not the worst message we've ever received, but it is certainly interesting in the sense that we have literally just talked about a few of these things as of the past couple of weeks, right? right? One of the things was if you're going to respond to multiple posts, you should be sure that you're not using the same fucking response to multiple posts because chances are it could be the same person. Yeah, that copy-paste bullshit doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, and in this particular case, this guy did exactly that. And not only did he do that, it's a terrible fucking response. Yeah, you're saying it's not the worst we've ever gotten, but I'm going to say it's top five because it's pretty fucking horrendous. Well, it's presumptuous to say the least. It's disrespectful. It's it's misogynistic. And none of it is in line with what the post read. First of all, this post is now six months old. Right. Okay? And it was this particular post was about a weekend that you and I were... Trying to set something up. Right. Right. And it had a, a, a day, basically, of the week. It was like Saturday, looking for Saturday, this and that. It, so the timing wasn't even right because I got this in the middle of the fucking week. Right. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, he responded to two very different ads that we had po- posted with the very same response, and it, which didn't align at all. So I'm going to read this out loud so everybody can hear it. And maybe we can have a chat about this. <laughs> this is exactly what it reads. I'm going to go word for word. Clean, 31, six foot one, 265 pounds. Eight inch thick cock. Very kinky and open. Let's chat and see if she can keep up with my stamina. It takes a lot for me to come, so she will have orgasm after orgasm. Hopefully she squirts. I have some toys and a playroom if interested. And of course, this is accompanied by a a dick pic. I mean... I don't even know where to begin with that email. When you read it to me, what was so funny is we were talking about single guy tip of the week and we were kind of bouncing some ideas back and forth because the reality is we've we've encountered an, uh, we've encountered a lot of different types of issues with single guys yeah. in the last week or so. It's been more than more a few weeks. But you read this email to me and I just about fucking choked because I'm like this is Horrible. Well, it doesn't. It, first of all, it's not at all what we were looking for. N- none of it. It doesn't match. And it's almost like he was responding to a very different ad. And it doesn't even match the other ad that we put out. None of it is even close. But this is one of those things where it's like, you know, the 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 tip here is check your fucking ego. Yes. You know, somebody along the way may have told you that you're a, a, you're a stud of some kind. You know, you, you you're have the most amazing stamina. Yeah, you're a king dingling. However, you're presuming that every woman is going to say that. And it's fucking ridiculous because especially when we weren't asking for any of this information. What I did ask for was the ability for you to show your face, a face picture. I didn't ask for your cock. So you sent me the exact opposite of what I was asking for. Right. Basically, it's what it read was, if you are not capable of sharing your, a picture of your face, do not respond. 
Right. And you did exactly that. So you didn't read the fucking thing. What you read was a headline. Yeah. And I think the misogyny of saying, I hope that she's a squirter is fucking terrible. Well, as, that but is, once again, that's as if to say that you're, he's automatically going to bring that out in you, which is incredibly fucking presumptuous. Yes. You know? Very egotistical. And I do not like that at all. I will also say, I think that sometimes guys think women like things that they don't like, or at least a lot of women don't like. For example, I don't like to have sex for like three hours at a time. I fucking don't i get sore i'm tight down there i cannot have three hours of fucking sex you and i do but we typically take breaks in between well and you know it's not like three hours of straight thrusting into my fucking pussy that doesn't work for me well it's also again it's one of those things where it's like he's taking so so much of a leap with this right i mean it's it's taking a lot of liberties with this with this fucking post it's just ridiculous yeah you know save all that fucking macho shit for somebody else you know i'm just i I can't and is anyone impressed that he has toys like who the fuck yeah, who think doesn't you have, have toys? toys anymore like that yeah. as if that somehow is going to get me excited to be with you yeah. how about tell me something about you as a person not oh, i have toys in a playroom well if he would have if you would have followed the fucking protocol of that post you would have known something about him but he refused to fucking pay attention you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of that kid in school that was like a total jerk and nobody wanted to play with him because he would like had a shitty attitude but he always got like the best toys at christmas and yeah. he'd use that to lure people to his house right it's kind of that mentality like you don't have a good personality but you're gonna try to lure me in with fucking toys yeah it's ridiculous yeah well and you got a similar well that's the whole thing is check your ego right that's what we're talking about before you decide to respond first of all before you decide to respond to an ad fucking read it okay i've said this a million times and don't respond with that bullshit check your fucking ego save that fucking fucking macho bullshit it ain't it's just not gonna get it done yeah you know you receive something similar on our bdsm platform. Well, I specifically told this person, so he and I corresponded a couple times back and forth. And he said, well, I'm really into the rope rigging world. And that's really what I'm looking to explore. I said, that's awesome. Unfortunately, that's not my thing. I don't have the patience for it. I think it's beautiful. And I'd love to see some of your work if you want to share some of it. But I'm not interested in you rigging me. To which he responded, oh, don't worry, you would love it if I did it, which we're going to talk about in the interview that we're sharing with you guys today. But I fucking hate that shit if i say i don't like something i don't like it right if you don't if i don't like fucking string beans you're not going to convince me to like string beans yeah it just doesn't work that way yeah you know it's fucking stupid but yeah the ego on some of these guys is is off the chart and it's only i really it's gotten like worse it's ramped up in the last few weeks yes you know it seems like guys are just trying they're throwing every fucking thing out there you know just chumming the water with everything it's like god damn it you're just not getting it Yeah, I think so. One of the things that I told someone that reached out on Instagram asking some really thoughtful questions this week, actually, one of the pieces of advice that I gave him that I think relates to this very well is be human when you're talking to somebody, even if it's digitally. I said, you know, basically make that first message seem like you're talking to a friend that you haven't connected with in a decade, like someone that you used to be really close with and you're reconnecting with them. That's how you should be thinking of it. The same level of respect, the same type of catching up. Here's what's going on with my life here's who i am now like that's how you should be talking to someone and very very few guys are willing to do that no for sure because i think it takes vulnerability i think it takes a certain level of intelligence both emotionally and otherwise and some people just aren't capable of that well we this the interview we're about to share with you folks today first of all was was amazing by far one of my favorites i could have talked to this couple all day and we started talking to them very early in the morning which we don't normally do but we're on separate in different time zones but man you talk about interesting and you want to talk about guys having to check their fucking ego and listening and reading signs and taking direction. This is the some of the, the, the information that we've talked about in this interview is the clearest you know, example of those things. Yes. For me, it's fucking amazing some of the bullshit that this couple has to put up with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all complain, right? We all complain. <laughs> We all, especially the hot wife couples. This puts it into perspective yeah. for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get to today's interview, speaking of that, because I think it's going to be amazing. I, I, listen, I, it's certainly one of my favorites. They are quickly becoming my new favorite couple to talk to. They're so much fucking fun. They're so open and friendly and just absolutely sweet. Yeah, this interview was really, it was enlightening for a lot of different reasons. 
for me personally, hearing their story was a reminder of the fact that as a, and we, we've talked about this multiple times, but the fact that the sex positive community still has a long way to go. Fuck. There's, yeah. there's a lot of improvements that need to be made. And I don't say that to shit on this community. I love this community. That's why we do what we do. But fuck, do we have some improving to do, guys? And I think that we need to dig in and fucking figure it out together. I think if you are speaking to a couple like this, you know, make sure you're educated and, and make sure that you are up to date on the verbiage and, and how to be respectful in situations. And I'm not going to talk too much about it. I don't want to intro it too much because I think the interview speaks for itself. These people ha- can obviously tell their story far better than I can in an intro. So, no uh, doubt. Should we get to it? Yeah. I mean, like like you said, the last thing I'll say is, you know, consider tolerance, I think, and, and understanding is really the kind of uh, the, the moral of this story. You yeah. know, we need more of it. Maybe not even tolerance, maybe embracing. Embrace everyone that you come into contact in some way. For sure. It doesn't have to be your thing. It doesn't, you know, just like we talk about with bisexuality, you don't have to be a bisexual male just because we're talking about bisexuality and the lifestyle. But fuck, embrace the people around you for who they are. Well, and yeah, certainly don't judge them because these are two amazing fucking people. And we've chatted with them a few times. And the one time, we, the first time we chatted with them was really just, a, we just had a conversation with them over Zoom. And then, you know, we, we, we got kind of their story and it was just so amazing and empowering. I thought we need to, we need to interview these folks. People need to hear this story. Absolutely. So without further ado, here's our interview with Mara and Andrew. All right, today we are here with Andrew and Mara. We are so excited to delve into their lives with them, talk about some really interesting topics. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Hey, all right, how are you? We're yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's Sunday, we're having a good time already. It's almost mimosa time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is actually kind of early for us for an interview. We rarely do it this early in the morning, but it's kind of fun. It is fun. I feel fresh right now, so this is going to be a good time. I'm really excited. Yes, it will. <laughs> So why don't you guys start by giving us a little bit of your bio? Who are you to each other? What has your relationship looked like, et cetera? Okay, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Andrew and Mara and I have known each other for 21, 21 years now. We actually met in seventh grade. I was 13, he was 12 and we kind of developed that friendship early on and just have grown from there. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> seventh grade is like my first or second day of school there and I gave him a sticker and told him it was sticker day for some reason and I'm never allowed to live that down. We were friends all through junior high, high school and then um, I joined the army when I was 20. He went to college. We kind of lost touch for a little bit but I got out of the army and came back home and we got to, we got back together just kind of, we kind of fit together and then um, started dating, had a baby, <laughs> and here we are. So we've been married for 11 years, been together for 12. You guys look so young to be married for 11 years. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we had a baby young. and Yes. You know, it was just kind of easy because we knew each other. We talk about this all the time. We didn't have to go through that introduction phase. And, you know, my family knew him, his family knew me. So it was really easy to get you know, to actually be a couple. So, so you knew each other in seventh grade and then you reconnected years later. Did you kind of know that entire time that you guys had a connection? Did you think about each other during that time? Well, Um, in high school, a couple of times, there were a few situations where we did end up being able to kiss and there was always that sexual charge between us, no matter what, and the flirting, but nothing ever came of it. We were always either dating someone else and it wasn't for lack of talking about sex together or, you know, going out to Spencer's and buying those little games <laughs> as teenagers like, and just having fun together. But it never really got to that point of, hey, do you want to take this to something more until we were older? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, you know, we do talk about this all the time about how we lost so much time in high school and we, we really did connect on a really deep friendship level. And I don't think we wanted to ruin that. We were scared to lose that and more so on his end. I tell him all the time he should have asked me out or done something. <laughs> um, but over over the years, you know, we just still talk about how uh, that sexual connection was always there and just 
never happened. <laughs> so well, that's, in, that's interesting, knowing each other that long. I imagine, well, obviously, we, we can tell by the connection you guys have that's incredibly strong. So certainly that was that was part of it, part of the reason. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was like, no matter what, we were always drawn to one another. That d- didn't matter what party we were at or in high school or with friends. She and I would always end up in the same room together talking for the rest of the night. I mean, we would spend nights three, four o'clock in the morning just connecting, just talking. And that's how it's been. It still is like that today. Sometimes, you know, we'll go to bed and we're like, all right, let's go to sleep. One up talking until three in the morning. Be like, oh shit, we have to get up <laughs> in two hours. But I mean, she's my best friend and it's just, it's been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. You can tell just talking to you guys that you really like each other. We talk about that yeah. all the time with lifestyle couples, that idea of like when two people really like each other, you can feel it even through a zoom call. You know, we're obviously yeah. not in the same room as you guys right now and I can feel it. So that's very cool. Yeah. We don't like hanging out with folks who don't like each other. We've had that experience. <laughs> Weird. It's fucking miserable. <laughs> We, we talk about that talk all about the that. time. We have yeah. friends that aren't in the lifestyle and they can't even stand to be in the same room with one another. It's not even just about it, the lifestyle no, though. Like right. We notice how distant other couples are. Couples that we've known for 20 years and it's just, we're like, they don't like each other. They don't hang out. They don't talk like this. And it's funny because we have the same friends and they'll talk to him and say, don't tell more. Let's like keep this to ourselves. And we're like, do they know, not know that we talk like, about everything? Tell each other everything. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't keep anything from her. She doesn't keep anything from me. And that's the way it's always been. And that's the one thing we just don't understand. Like our, our really good friends having a baby now and her husband doesn't want anything to do with her. Like doesn't help her, doesn't take care of her, doesn't ask her how she's doing. And mm-hmm. we don't understand that disconnection and why people stay together mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever they don't have that chemistry or don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we see it a lot. It's it's really uncomfortable, particularly when you're when we're always so close and we're obviously always sitting next to each other and you know kissing each other, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. the couple yeah. you're with is like sitting six feet apart, like not because of quarantine. And they just don't like each other. Right. right. They have right. no connection with each other. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, I like hearing that you guys talk about it all the time. You're always like touching in public, and that's how we've always been. It's just kind of been an unconscious, subconscious thing. You know, we're always. Like I'm on top of him right now. Yeah, or he's like on my leg right now. We're just we're in that constant connection. Yeah, I just don't understand great. how let that piece go missing. And some people live that way for years and or forever and never have that connection with anyone else. That's yeah. sad. It is. It's sad. We're we're two four. I was going to say two of the lucky people, but four of the lucky people. Right. <laughs> count. Um. There's four of us. Now. Right. So you guys are a lifestyle couple, correct? Yes, we are. And I'd love to talk about what your specific dynamic looks like. As we talk about many times on the show, swinging or non-monogamy can look like a million different things. So what is your personal brand of non-monogamy? Yeah, and you guys have a very unique component to your relationship, which I think everyone is going to be just excited to hear about. So we'll let right. you guys take the, take the floor. Okay. You know, we try to define it and I don't think that we actually have. There are a lot of things that we're really into that we still talk about bringing into our relationship. Honestly, for me, listening to you guys has made it easier to figure out what we are. Um, I like your dynamic. I like your routine. It's really cut and dry. You meet somebody, you vet them, you connect, you uh, run a have fun with them and then you reconnect yourselves and that's that's really great that's where i i would like to get to but right now in this moment it's more about like the fantasy because we have to find that right person we we definitely would be a hot wife couple that would be the goal we've had some experiences and the fact that i am transgender does come into play and has affected meeting some guys because once we make that connection piece, it's always that challenge of, well, now I want to sleep with both of them because it's like they find it's a bonus and think they can make that conquer and just, they completely lose sight of what we are trying to do as a couple. Like we really are trying to focus on becoming that hot wife couple and it, it has been a challenge. I, I found that that piece of the of your dynamic in your relationship so interesting, Andrew, when you said that to us the other day when we were talking, I, I honestly never thought that that would be a component 
meeting, like for example, a single guy that wants to play with Mara and then finding out that you're transgender and all of a sudden, sudden turning and going, Hey, you know what? Now I got a real opportunity. You know, I mean, uh, the idea of that popping into somebody's right, mind right. never occurred to me. And when you said it, I thought this is fascinating. That's actually strange that you, I mean, very welcome and appreciate it. I'm very appreciative that you would even say that, like it didn't even pop into your head because these guys, it's immediate every single time. And like, you know, he has it in his bio. We have it in both of our bios that he is trans just to like get that out there. So it's not really a conversation. So we know when somebody reaches out to us, they know that what we're getting into or what they're getting into, but then it gets really personal. And I know that this is a sexual lifestyle, but you know, talking about somebody's personal journey with a potential single guy or playmate for me, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem like it should have to come up like the anatomy and everything. Right. Um, it's a lot of people don't understand the terms. So right. I identify as, them, which is female to male, and they they think just because that female component is in there or was there. or was there that that's just a go. Like once they find out, and it's automatically. Well, do you still have your tits? Do you still have a vagina? What do you do? Like what are you into? Um, do you think Mara would like us to you know all join in together? Do you want to play separately? It automatically. I'm going to say like almost 90 percent of the time mm -hmm. with these guys. That's so unfortunate, especially when you're when we're talking about you guys playing in the hot wife space, right? You're you're essentially vetting, you know, single guys, quote unquote, to play with Mara under the guise of a hot wife scenario, and then for yeah. them to find that out that you're a transgender, and all of a sudden that becomes the topic of conversation to me really speaks to some of these guys. I mean, where does that even, I don't even know where that comes from. I have no idea how to even compartmentalize. Well, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to talk through where that potentially comes from, from your guys' perspective. You probably have a much better idea than we do. When I heard that, I immediately thought these are people that just have probably no experience, no real life experience with the transgender community. And therefore they don't understand what's okay and what's not. Do you agree with that? Or have you guys had a different experience? personally in our personal relationships it has not even been a conversation it's yeah. been cut and dry here i am this is me okay great we love you in the hot wife lifestyle presenting that it to us it's just saying this is a man i'm the woman but in this you know small town it's people don't understand or realize that they probably talk to a transgender person every day or past one Right. Because you, you can't tell all the time and you're not really even looking for it. What's funny though, I was less accepted as a lesbian. Yes. Lesbian as I identified before and more accepted now as a man by our, my peers, friends. I mean, I don't, I'm not out at work, but I don't have to be. I don't feel like that's a place right now where I even need to bring up that part of me. In the lifestyle, I think that's important to be straightforward in case there is a scenario where... I might be naked and, you know, that question, I don't want that coming up in the middle of everything. I'd rather be upfront, let them know. And that piece of it is just that, just to have, give, be truthful and, you know, give them a heads up. But it always turns to that more, I don't know if it's a switch, whatever happens in their heads, they're just like, hey, so are you, what are you into? Like, it's just like that automatic next question for 90% of these guys. It's like, it's a lot about the physical appearance, the the anatomy is really what throws them. Like, because you say trans, if you talk about a trans woman, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's just automatic. You think about what they had to go through physically and what maybe they are going through. That's, that happens to me. Um, it's not, I'm not trying to be rude or, you know, um, I don't ever talk about it, but it's just, I think about it, but these guys just think like they they can ask about the anatomy right away. Mm. You know, what kind of surgery have you had? What are what are your parts? You know, and it just it blows my mind because it's 2020. This is not a new concept. This right. has been around for a very long time. And it, at least educate yourself. You know, look it up if you have to. Right. But it just goes to show who reads our bios and who just sees us, see, uh, sees a couple, and then goes for it. 
Oh, but, yeah. People never read bios, especially single guys. Yeah. But I mean, that happens with couples too, yeah, which is that, right. that idea of putting in that effort is, right. is foreign to some people. And I think that this is a perfect example of a time when it, you know, obviously you guys are very forthright with who you are and what you're about and what you're looking for. And so if people would take those two to three minutes to put in that effort to get to know you guys digitally before they reach out, think about how much better of an experience that would be. I, I want to go back to something that you were talking about though, when in terms of more acceptance now versus when you identified as a lesbian. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Like, is, is it a, more of a gender thing? Is it the idea of as a woman, you're treated a little bit differently than you are as a man? I could tell you on both sides, being able to live as both genders has been the most mind-blowing thing because I was placed, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it as just like placed in a box as a woman, as most women are, you know, it's just, you, you're supposed to live up to that expectation of society yeah. and your male counterparts, right? People, I mean, coworkers, you know, your fellow students, whatever, they, they treat you a certain way as a female, but as a male, I've experienced 100% opposite. It's, their guys are more laid back with me. It's all of a sudden I'm, Hey dude, what's up? Hey man, how's it going? You know, from top CEOs that I've spoken with that wouldn't have given me the time of day before. And I'm talking job interviews, everything in high school. When I came out, I came out early in 10th grade. I mean, I was tortured even by teachers. I mean, surrounded by guys at mall. I was almost um, in a very bad situation once here in our mall. It's a small town, like we said, so people know you. And I mean, I've, I've got myself out of some crazy, scary situations as identifying as a lesbian in this town at a young age. Now, fortunately, that mindset has shifted at the school that we had gone to. Like, I mean, they've done a 180. But for me, it was a terrible experience going through. And even through my careers and throughout college, that always came into play. Well, she's a lesbian. And it affected a lot of things, especially in my uh, personal and, you know, public life. To the point, you know, I, I did go through depression for a while, but she helped me through all of it. Mara was always there. I told Mara I was trans, I think I was 21. Mm -hmm. It was like right when we got together and we talked about it for nine years before I actually went through the transition. So it was just that, I mean, her parents even had a, a tough time accepting us together at first as two women together. The second I transitioned, it's like this whole new family. Mm -hmm. Really? Interesting. Going yes. back to high school, he was one of the like first and only people to come out in our high school and it was just this like neon sign above him like okay lesbian <laughs> and he was tortured by teachers nobody was on his side things would happen they call his mom when you know if they saw him with another girl it even was, walking down the hall like my mom was no, anti-gay no like at completely one I mean I, I it was bad in high school I lived a very rough life with my mom um, mm -hmm. my dad passed away when I was 16 so I never had that opportunity to connect with him but he was the more accepting half and that's one of the reasons that we actually ended up moving um, out of state at one point because my uncle my dad's brother was accepting and welcoming and we moved down there and we had no issues at that point mm -hmm. it was like we had this family now that was no problem we were two women together we had a baby great and then as soon as i transitioned down there it was the same thing it was easy like the family down there was i had a solid support system mara had my back my coworkers were all okay with it it was so much of an easier dynamic than coming out as a female mm -hmm. well and we should say of course without giving away exact locations you move from a very small rural place to one of the largest cities in the country and <laughs> yes. obviously made that much easier to, for people to to accept clearly and, and there was much more obviously much more acceptance but what i want to go back to is something you mentioned andrew particularly like in high school and at work and that kind of thing when you came out as a lesbian and you you were basically shunned or ignored or ostracized by males do you think that had a lot to do with the idea that as a woman, you were not available to them and it, it somehow hurt their ego and their, and their masculinity. <laughs> that is so funny that you said that because I get messages from guys that we went to high school with afterwards that have asked me if I would be willing to hook up with them. I've had a guy message me that we went to school with. that was like, do you want to suck my dick? That was the first thing he said, dead serious. Just trying to make that connection. Not had, didn't have anything to do with her. They knew who she was. 
But they were like, hey, you know, like, heard you're back in town. I want to hook up. My wife doesn't need to know. Wow. And it's been like, these are the guys that wouldn't even look at me in high school or were the ones following me down the hall, chasing me, calling me a dyke and torturing me. And all of a sudden now they find out and it's that secretive connect, you know, trying to sneak behind their spouses back or, you know. Uh, I, I think it might've been more the fact that he could get more girls than they could in school, you know, because he was, first of all, a nice person, a decent human being who had all girl friends and these guys were such dicks and nobody wanted to be around them in the first place. So they just had to like layer that on. Like they had to just be more macho and bigger assholes, which never did anything. It never, you know, changed him. He never ran away. He became, you know, stronger and better for it. But these guys, I mean, they have like tiny dick syndrome or something. <laughs> oh, toxic masculinity. And the thing yes. is, when you when we were talking initially about the way that single guys interact with you and are disrespectful in terms of asking all of these questions and assuming that, Andrew, you are going to want to hook up with them and, and all of these things, the first thing that popped into my head is this is toxic masculinity at its finest. These are people who are not 100% comfortable with their with themselves with their own sexuality with the with you know the concept of of being open minded and accepting and they are just grasping at straws trying to figure out how to maneuver their way through the world and that's not okay it's not an okay way to do it you know and and the idea that there are so many people out there that think that that it is okay it's worrisome i i hope that we continue to see a progression moving forward i think the fact andrew that you said that you know your family is very accepting of you guys and you have just this amazing support system and people around you that that want to you know be a support for you constantly means that we are moving in the right direction but now it's the people that aren't connected to you that need to get to wrap their heads around it right exactly exactly and that's i'm not opposed to sitting down obviously and talking with people to educate them or just to have a general conversation but there's a time and place for that and it's not my job to help these single guys figure out what they want in life and it's not Mara's job either. And it's not yours. Like they have to find that for themselves. And most go about it the wrong way. And if they would just take a step back and listen, that's the key to anything. Just listen to someone. They would be fine. Golden. They, I mean, we would be able to be in this lifestyle. No problem. She could have a steady playmate and there'd be no question about it. But it's something they feel like they have to conquer. Yes. I think it's a conquer yeah, piece. Just- like. Well, listen, there is no human being on the planet more competitive than me, and I don't feel that. So I don't, yeah, I don't even know where that, I honestly don't know where that comes from. Uh, It it makes no sense to me. I will tell you that I, for many years, obviously I'm old, you know, I'm 50. I've been around a while. I worked with a gentleman for, I'm, I'm thinking about it, probably 20 plus years at one point. And he was one of the most bigoted people I'd ever met when it came to homosexuality. I, I literally had... I'm pretty sure I threatened him at one point, like just to stay away from me. We had a, there was a conversation going on. This is a guy I worked with for a long time. Well, I can tell you now he's happily married to his husband of five years at least. Oh, wow. shut up. Yes. And they are, I mean, this is a different guy. When he finally came to the realization that he was, he was just going to come out, he was gay and he was just going to make a happy life for himself. This guy is a, this is a totally different human being. When I ran into him just prior to my coming here to live in Montana, I hadn't seen him for a while and then bumped into him. I mean, I, I promise you, I thought this was a different individual. And the truth of the matter is he was harboring his own feelings and his own sexuality. And it just came out as this insane resentment toward homosexuals, male or female. It was crazy. And it, it just, it, to me, it speaks volumes. You know, if you're not comfortable with yourself, no one else's situation is going to make you comfortable. Exactly. And you're going to just shit all over it because you don't, you can't understand your own feelings. And certainly you're going to project that onto other people. Uh, But I can Mm -hmm. tell you, I, I, I saw it firsthand and it's the most bizarre transition. It really is. We, oh my God, I, I think this was probably five or six years after we graduated. We just happened to get our, our yearbooks out and we went through our, our graduating class. We're like, gay, gay. Oh, he's gay. After, oh, he after came out. School. Oh, she came out. And there are all these assholes in, from high school. And we're like, it could have just been so easy 
for everybody, but right. you're right. They, they were the biggest, you know, bigots, bigots. bigots. <laughs> yeah. They would be the first one on the front lines with their signs saying, you know, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> that that's typical small town religious yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. So have and, you so have you connected with any of those folks at this point that actually said, "Hey, guys, I am so sorry for the way I treated you. I'm also gay." Or does any of that have you connected with anyone who who was a shitbag earlier on but is no longer a shitbag? After immediately after high school graduation, when Facebook first started to come out, I was. Um, at college, so I had access to it first because originally it was just colleges that were allowed access to Facebook. I would get messages from people that we are in school with asking me, how do they come out to their family? Mm. How should I go about this? No, I'm sorry, but how can you help me? Mm-hmm. Hey, how have you been? I need your help. And that's typically what the case was. I wasn't rude. I mean, I would be like, great for you, but I don't think I'm the person you need to be talking to with about this so i shut them down but it was it really was astounding i probably had four or five different people come to me after no i'm sorry yeah no i'm sorry but ask me how i can help them well deal what they're going through and it's like these are the people i'm telling you that were putting stuff in my locker torturing me in the locker and chasing me down the hallways i mean getting me in trouble with the principal vice principal just uh just to torture me because they they were dealing with their own insecurities and then now it's my job to help them come out to their families after all of that. Um, oh, fuck yes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, just just malicious behavior now, and and so that has to be forgiven, right? Like all of a sudden you gotta you yeah. have to be all about that. Like I'm gay too, so we're okay, right? <laughs> I think I've had one person, and he's married now with kids, but he's come to me and let me know that he was trans and that he was very interested in how I went about my journey. He did say he wished that he talked to me more in high school. He really didn't. We didn't, there wasn't anything bad or good. He was just someone that I knew of in our class, but he's actually reached out. I've spoken with him to try to help him. Unfortunately, in his situation, he's just so far into life that he's not going to be able to be his true self. And that's just unfortunate in in the world sometimes where you can't, you can't break away and he's going to live that way for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He's not going to come out. What do you mean by too far into his life? He feels that he's, he already has the wife piece, the two kids. No support. No support at all. But um, I mean, it's not our place, but you know, I, I think he, I don't think he's tried or has, he doesn't feel comfortable enough. He doesn't like, feel comfortable to, enough to even say something. He thinks he'll lose it all. There's a lot of parallels, it sounds like, between that and people looking to be in non-monogamous relationships. You know, the number of people that reach out to us and say, I want to be non-monogamous. I want to bring this up to my partner, but we've been together for 20, 30, 40 years, and Mm -hmm. I can't lose that relationship. So if they tell me no, what does that look like? You know, obviously, like I said, parallel, not the same thing, (laughs) but, but it's interesting to think of that idea of like being with someone and not feeling like you can be your true self and almost feeling, you know, caged and confined. I mean, I know that both Brian and I have been in some form of that in, in past relationships and to now be on the other side of it and have a relationship where we can say literally whatever the fuck we want to each other and know that it's going to be met with love and acceptance and support is huge. So at and, the minimum consideration. Yeah. <laughs> usually enthusiasm because Brian's naughty, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, right. That's really funny that you said that because on my side, I feel like I've, you know, I've been married to two people. So before when Andrew was a woman, we would there would be no way in hell that I could ever bring up. I was just going to say this. Non-monogamous. No, not, not even a hypothetical, not like, Hey, I'm bisexual. You know, I've been with men. I was with, you know, men in high school or, you know, uh, the army, all that stuff. But, um, he would, did not want to hear that. There was no conversation about that. And I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it was, you know, jealousy or insecurity thinking that I was going to find somebody else and leave or that I didn't want him to be involved. But it was, you know, as soon as he transitioned, hormones are crazy. 
he was like a 16 year old boy for at least a year and a half. Two it was years. really bad. It was really. Bad. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was great. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, she didn't mind pulling her five times a day. But but now he is a completely you know he has a different mindset and. It's not like I'm taking advantage of it. I just feel like it's so much better and easier to talk to him about it and say, like, we can talk about other women. We can check out other women together. Um, you know, we're on these apps now. And, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't like he's not cute. Stuff like that. But it's a completely different life now. And I think it's because he's more confident, especially being out in, in the workplace, out in public, you know, the way that he's treated, the way he's perceived. And I think that really boosted his confidence and he sees me, how I am with him, you know, how we interact out in public and it, it hasn't, my attraction hasn't changed, but I mean, my attraction to him hasn't, hasn't changed. But now that he's much more confident and secure with his body and his mind, you know, it's, it's just easier to tell him what I'm into. And it, it affected us before. For sure. Like, we would get into arguments. I mean, over anything, even if I caught her talking to a guy, I wasn't able to handle it at all as female. And it was almost really that a switch had gone off. As soon as I started transitioning, I just, my whole perception changed of what sex in a relationship is. And that fantasy had always been in the back of my mind, but I would never, uh, that was blocked. Like, there was no way that I could ever truly enjoy watching my wife have sex with someone else. Like, why am I thinking this? Why am I fantasizing about this? Why is this a thing? And seriously, she was not even able to mention, hey, do you think, you know, that person's pretty cute. Like, I couldn't hear it. I, I would not just, even, I, and I would say, it's okay to look at other people. Like, you can find other people attractive. That, that was our primary argument. Mm -hmm. I would I could not wrap my mind around that besides before. you know celebrity crushes there was maybe just there was just one though that we would talk about but as far as like real people it totally off limits couldn't I, even I couldn't even hear about your celebrity crushes no. <laughs> she would like say hey that guy's fucking hot and I'd be like stop why are you talking what do you mean <laughs> I would automatically get on the defense and the jealousy would just kick in instantly Mm -hmm. Would so you feel was, the same way, Andrew, if she mentioned how attractive a woman was? Um, no. <laughs> I, I would to an extent. The jealousy definitely clicked in, but I found that that was more so. accepting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just kind of that piece like, okay, well, she won't leave me for another woman, but I was that, it was that fear she would leave me for a man because she was bisexual. But to me now, it's so funny to think about that, my mentality before, because it's not true at all. That doesn't mean she's going to get up and go, well, I want a real dick now, so bye, and run out the door. Because she had all those pieces. She had that from me. She had the sexual component, the compassion, the connection, that trust, that, that relationship. And after I was able to settle now, basically I had to go through puberty again as a male. Once I settled down and could actually think and be confident in myself, that's when our relationship really blossomed. And that's been in the last five years. I would say our sexual relationship. Our sexual relationship, I mean, yes. We connect on every other level, but really being able to be open and honest and yes. you know, sexy and dirty and talk about this stuff, it's so much more fun. Even if it doesn't come to fruition, whatever we're, we're pursuing, it's still fun for us to talk about. And we definitely bring that with us into the bedroom. We definitely make sure we, we just keep it mm -hmm. spicy always. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys mentioned kind of in a perfect world from here, finding a like long-term playmate for Mara and really participating in the hot wifey lifestyle is the goal. What else does this potentially look like for you guys? Have you talked about what you may want to continue to explore with each other going forward? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to see him with another woman. I think there's just that the trans component is maybe stopping us. He he doesn't feel like he needs to share his skills. And I I disagree wholeheartedly. But we're nudists. We like going to nudist resorts. Um, I'd like to find some kind of, you know, sexy nudist resort we could go to and have fun there. It, it's, not even the, it's not even the piece of like, I would be open to be a swinging couple as well, 
it's just sometimes that I feel like that connection with a woman has to be, I mean, you guys have had that experience too, finding that single girl, that single woman that's going to get it and not try to implement themselves into our relationship, but have that respect too. I think for me, connecting with another female, that's, that's a different level. I, because women sometimes have more of that expectation of respect, but that can lead to more emotion, I think, sometimes. And I, I have that fear. And that may be what's holding me back. I just, I would be opposed to sleeping with another woman, but they have to be on the same page as us 100% before that would even go forward. Yeah, it's interesting. You have the same perspective that I do. You have a unique perspective, Andrew, obviously. Um, right. I, I felt the same way. The idea of us introducing a woman into the bedroom was a little bit, you know, I, I was apprehensive about it for that reason. Didn't know exactly where that was going to go. And, and honestly, Brenna hadn't seen me with a woman solely outside of a couple before, which of course was a, a drop of a concern. Uh, but finding the right person 100% changes the game. It makes all the difference in the world. No different from finding the right single guy. Well, it sounds like you guys are very similar to us too in that it's about a connection. It's about the right connection. And yeah. that it's, it is really difficult to find. I mean, we spent, when I think about the amount of single guys that we talked to that were complete disasters that I played Fucking with, that we shouldn't, that I shouldn't have moved forward with, like all of those mistakes that were made to get to like, for example, Clint, my regular male play partner, such an, an insane amount of work. And what's really interesting is when people reach out and they're like, oh, I can't find my Clint. And I go, oh, well, how long have you been searching? And they're like, well, I've got on like four single guy meets. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, you have no idea. This is like a right. years long process for most people. So, yes. but I'm excited for you guys. It sounds like, you know, you're open to a lot and you're at a point of exploration with each other, which is always in my book, an, an amazing thing. Yeah. So have you guys actually had an exceptional experience in the space yet? Mar, have you, have you experienced anything that's been like, wow, I really need to do that again or with that person again? Not with the people. I find that the digital connections are better than the actual experiences, the physical experiences that we've had. I just get so drained because we're we're not on the hot wife schedule, you know, that some other guys are. You know, we have a life, we have other things to do. We might not be able to meet up, you know, in the next day or two or three even. And they lose interest or they're bombarding me with messages. The experiences that we've had were not great. They were, you know, awful, except... <laughs> Quite the opposite of great. Got it. They were not yeah. great. They were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But it was like you said, you know, I, I think I settled. They were nice on paper, but then we... I got to meet them and it was just kind of in the moment and we went forward with it, but we have talked extensively about that and we have, to, we are teaching ourselves to say no or, you know, We've learned that. Yes. You know, we got to go, even if we have to lie, make something up to get out of it. You know, we, we, we are going to this time. If it gets to that point where it's, we are there and it's bad enough, we will be able to get ourselves out of that situation instead of saying, let's just go through with this, which Ace the last two times, and we've only had those two experiences where we were actually just going for hot wife with her. And the first guy just, I mean, no matter how much I talk, you talk to somebody, you know this as a couple, no matter how many conversations you have, whether it be digital and you know, or in person, when you actually get to that point or you go to meet them and they're not who they say they were, or they're not the same height, they're just completely, the description's way off, don't look anything like their picture, it's so deceiving. That's where it's like, we have to draw that line and just be like, okay. And it's really disgusting because we're so open about everything. Yeah. You lay it all out and then they are deceiving. And it's, it's really just so disappointing. Right. I have a hard time transitioning from the digital talking to meeting in person. And I like having those physical in-person connections with somebody first. I don't know, like I, I get so tired of the apps or, you know, what whoever he's texting, he has much more patience than I do. I just give up, delete all the apps. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to anymore. But in our town, in our area, we have one club, but it's obviously been shut down for a while. That's in the, the bigger city. That's about 25 miles from where we are now. Yeah. 
you know, I'd like to go there and, and be in, be surrounded by those people, be surrounded by people who understand at least the, at least being open sexually, instead of trying to find somebody on like Tinder who uh, just wants a hookup or excuse me, thinks that this is just a, a challenge that they have to conquer. But it's, I kind of just back off a little bit. Um, we actually found we found a really great guy that he's been talking to. He's been very respectful. Has learned all of the terms. Has learned all about hot wifing. He's been you know in threesomes and done all that stuff before. But we found, he was so, he's so nice, great guy. And I backed out, and I don't know what what that was about. I just could not bring myself to go and meet him. And I don't know if it was because I was afraid he was going to be a totally different person face to face or if I was going to be enough or, you know, I don't know what was going on there. But so he's still kind of on hold right now. But I really would like to be uh, surrounded by people and go meet somebody in person. So you can just kind of like gauge, you, you get more perspective of somebody in, in person. Yeah, I'm telling you, this the hot wifing thing can be intimidating and scary. I think for swinging couples, they don't necessarily have an understanding. If you're, you know, strictly a swinging couple, as in you are a couple that plays with other couples, I think the idea of, you know, a woman having the confidence to go and meet someone for potential play and putting yourself out there. And yes, Brian's always there, but I'm really the one that's on display. I'm the one that, that has to, you know, look a certain way and has to really impress and, and, be vulnerable enough to potentially have a connection with someone, it's fucking hard. So I get it. I totally sympathize with you. I think that as you guys continue, you'll see so much growth in yourself in terms of like your ability to just like go for it, no matter the situation. Because I think the greatest thing about our journey personally, Brian and mine, is that the more that we've said yes to things and the more that we've been willing to put ourselves out there, the more we've realized how much benefit there has been to us in every aspect of our lives. So, you know, obviously you guys are still kind of at the beginning of this journey after having gone through so many other journeys together. And I'm just really excited to see what, you know, what comes for you guys. I I think it's a, it's a beautiful place for you to be, even if it doesn't always feel that way. (laughs) Yeah. There's no harm in you guys meeting, like going out and, you know, as you said, more, this guy seemed pretty perfect on paper, just going out and having a drink and meeting this person. There should be absolutely no expectation. If you're not comfortable, yeah, thank right. you very much. Appreciate meeting you. And, you know, off you go. No, you know, there's no guarantee of, of play the first time you meet somebody, certainly. So, you know, maybe just to build up your confidence a little bit more and get yourself feeling better about meeting these folks in person, you know, certainly couldn't hurt just to say, hey, we'd love to meet you, have a drink and just kind of get to know you and see where it goes. And, and of course, with no expectation of play, be the best thing for you. I bet you do great. You're such a sweet person. I can't imagine anybody <laughs> not wanting to talk to you. And, and that's and that's what I told her. I said we were just supposed to go meet him for lunch. And I said, "There's no, we're not like running to a hotel after this, or back to our house, or back to his place." But if she gets in that headspace and she doesn't feel sexy and she doesn't want to go and put herself out there and flirt, and I, I respect that 100. percent So I just messaged him. He was completely understanding too. He was like, "I get it." I was straightforward with him because he sure. is such a guy. We're still in commu- I'm still in communication with him. And he was like, I get it, 100%, no problem. Just let me know what day is good for you and we'll figure it out. So someone like that, this is really the first guy that's been patient and he has not even asked for naked pictures, hasn't gone there with me, just asked how I'm doing. Yeah, nothing has been, no line has been crossed. The boundaries have been respected. So I have a good feeling about him. And yeah, I, he sounds like someone who, who likes the, or understands the long game, I should say. So that's great. Yes. And it does make a difference because um, he, Andrew is really thoughtful and he's, he doesn't push me at all. You know, if I say no, it's, it's a no go and he doesn't try to talk me into it. And so that, that makes me feel a lot better. And I don't, I kind of expect him to, you know, be disappointed or try to talk me into going, but it never goes there. So you jumped immediately. You're like, listen, I don't really feel like going, but, and she starts to like apologize. And I'm like, why are you apologizing to me? You don't feel like going. That's it. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. But that initial, like that knee jerk reaction from Mara was to be automatically apologetic and 
you know, like she's disappointing me. I'm like, babe, I still get to have sex with you. And I'm like, I'm not missing out. It's There's like, no, no disappointment. disappointment. Yeah. Right. Well, I, got, I have, I have another question for you guys. You mentioned the club in your area. Have you, have you attended a club to this point thus far? We have, we have not. Um, there are two. There's one that's about two and a half hours away, and then one, like I said, it's about thirty minutes. The problem now, obviously, with the coronavirus, is sure. getting there and finding time for ourselves because we do have a kid. And that comes into play where you're just trying to get back into that sexy lifestyle, but you have to make all the arrangements. So sure. once everything kind of settles down, hopefully we're going to head out there and check it out just to see. They even have like a newbie night. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll go on that just, just to go meet and talk to people because we just want to make that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I mean, we use the, the clubs and the events for that purpose as well. We go with zero expectation of meeting and playing. We just want to go and network and talk to people. Right, right, right. That that would just make me feel more confident talking to other people, finding out about their journeys, you know, like I said, just being surrounded by that, by people who understand or people who are just, you know, hanging out naked or just (laughs) feeling sexy, good about themselves. I really love being part of the Telegram group. I love seeing everybody just throw it all out there. Nobody cares. And I don't think she's stopped giggling about this group since <laughs> you guys she is it's been nonstop. You see this? She's texting me all the time. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm there. I see it. It's great just to be around like minded people who get it, you know, who aren't yeah. there's no judgment, yeah. it's just complete acceptance. Right. And nobody's like, Hey, let's meet up. Like, hey, I saw you here. Let's go fuck. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Well, guys, this has been an amazing conversation. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to you guys for coming on and being willing to share your story. I think it's an inspirational one. I think it's hopefully also very thought provoking, especially if we have any single gentlemen listening right now, or or I should say people in general that are not familiar with you know, how to reach out to a couple in your situation, a, a, a trans couple, and, and also making sure that no matter what, that the level of respect is there, whomever you're communicating with. I think that that's so important. And uh, I hope that, you know, people listening to this episode right now think a little bit more carefully about some of these things uh, going forward. I, I think that's important. So yeah, thank you guys so much for for being willing to come on and speak with us. Yeah, I could talk to you guys all day. Super interesting <laughs> story. I'm really, I want to see you guys succeed. And obviously when we have our first event, when all this craziness uh, is over, we're going to have you guys there. So uh, I'm just looking forward to meeting you in person. Really appreciate you coming on. And I think for the guys listening, couples listening, educate yourselves, know the nomenclature, have some, have, be prepared to have a cogent conversation when you're talking to people who, you know, have a unique dynamics, particularly, you know, like uh, Maura and Andrew, just uh, use some common sense. That's all. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for having us. It's been really great to talk with you. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. All right, guys. Well, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Thank you. So another huge thank you to Mara and Andrew for joining us for that discussion. I hope that you guys loved it as much as we did. It really was, it was a really heartfelt and amazing conversation and we have had so much fun getting to know them. Yeah, we actually spoke to them probably an hour after that interview and then we had the opportunity to speak to them a few days prior and they're just amazing people and I really enjoy talking to them because they're just so open and honest and eager to really kind of move their lives forward in this space. And, you know, obviously you can hear some of the struggles that they're having. So we're we're eager to help them any way we can. And I, I think their story is uplifting for sure. Absolutely. So, hey guys, if you're not on our Patreon yet, you heard that Mara and Andrew are part of our Telegram group along with some amazing folks. And that is just one benefit that we offer to members of our Patreon community as a thank you for supporting the show. So if you love the show, if you want to continue to see us move some things forward, move the needle, in big ways. We hope that you'll consider heading over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. Our newest Patreon members this week are Lisa, Tom, Dennis, Corey and Amanda, Joey, Joe, Garrett, Andre, Cassandra, and Andrew. So huge thank you to you guys. It's because of you that we are able to do so much of what we're doing. So many of the things that we plan to do throughout the second half of 2020 and into 2021. So your support truly means the world to us. Yeah, it really does. So come on over and check us out. Plus you get to see my tits all the time on Snapchat. (laughs) And more. And other naughty shit, but I really, for some reason, like putting my tits up there. I, I guess it's because it's easy. Well, like they're right there, and they're like, well, and they're because bouncing you can. in my face, and because you can't, not like fucking Instagram. 
where where you get fucked up. My tits don't go on Instagram. Well, that's, that's my the point. Most frustrating thing. Yeah, that's my point. So for everyone listening, thank you so much who who followed us on Instagram. Unfortunately, it is no longer. We're no longer on Instagram. We got taken down for no good fucking reason. Nope. Nope. Just total we, bullshit. So basically what happened, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it because I don't want to focus on all the negativity, but basically what happened was we were getting targeted by someone or someones and they were reporting us over and over and over again for nudity. I have never had nudity on our page whatsoever. The most I've ever had is like a, my ass with a pair of underwear on. There has never been a nipple. There has never been any anything like that on our page yet because our name is front porch swingers we were told by a lawyer that basically we have zero recourse so our account because it was targeted and because instagram is a sex negative horrible fucking company uh we lost our instagram um we do have a second one i will be honest with you i'm i'm not sure what we're going to do with that instagram at this point i do hope that you'll go check us out there as we kind of maneuver and figure out what the fuck we're doing it is a private account and if you don't don't have a profile picture and a name, we're not going to admit you. We've had to turn away a lot of people who have private accounts with no picture and no name. I'm sorry. Like I just, I I can't, I don't trust those accounts. I think a lot of them are BS and uh, you know, we've, we've worked way too hard to, to do that. So our new Instagram is FP swingers two. Number two. Number two. Yep. And I will applaud the people that are following us already on Twitter and ask that if you are not already, please consider getting on Twitter. Twitter is the last frontier for us slutty folks. It is the last place where you can find sex positive material and not constantly have to be worried that it's going to be pulled down. Yeah. And we can also be found there at FP Swingers. Yeah. Check us out there. It's a safe spot for the moment. We are just tired of being fucking targeted. This is what the third fucking Instagram account we have lost. Yeah. So well, well no, over. no, it's the second we've lost. Yeah. So, I mean, well over 20,000 followers. It's just fucking annoying. And we're just not going to fuck with it anymore. We're going to concentrate our time and effort efforts and places that are sex positive. Yeah, absolutely. Twitter and like we said, the alt playground community. Yep. And YouTube, we have a great YouTube channel with almost Well, YouTube's five... not sex positive. <laughs> well, it's not, but for right now we have 5,000 people on it. We got us some very cool videos. We can't put our Podcast episodes on there, on there They're anymore. They're too raunchy. Yeah, apparently. But we can talk about some of the other things that we talk about on there. Like our, we've specifically asked on our sex toy videos and they're totally okay with those. Yep. So uh, we have some fun stuff, yeah, that we hope you'll check out over at YouTube at uh, Front Porch Swingers as well. Yes. And we have a new toy review video coming yes. this week courtesy of our friends over at taboo toys so uh we hope you'll subscribe and check us out over there and i think that's what we have for you guys this week we have a lot coming up we have an interview that we are doing this week yes it'll go up either next week or the week after and holy fuck guys this is a big one it's really exciting we have been waiting weeks to talk to this person maybe even yeah. longer yeah and i cannot wait to fucking pick her brain about topics that are at the forefront for us and a lot of you guys too. For sure. She's a blast. We had a great time chatting with her. She's going to bring a lot of insight into these conversations. Yeah. Also, guys, I, Brenna, am going to be hosting my first ever online workshop. It is going to be June 24th, which is a Wednesday, and it's going to be at 7 p.m. MST. It's called Own Your Sexuality, and it's all about how to overcome some of the obstacles that we as women face when trying to find our own personal form of sexual liberation. Things like overcoming shame and stigma and learning to love your body. So we hope, I hope, that you'll go and check that out. I'll leave the link for the tickets in our show notes and all of the proceeds are going to be going to the human rights campaign and uh, hope to see you there it's going to be really fun and i'm probably going to get slutty this week <laughs> you totally are probably Pro- today probably going to get stuffed so if yeah. you guys want to hear about that make sure you're tuning in every single monday to front porch swingers and as always thank you guys so much for listening thanks everyone Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.